What? She wanted to eat your boogers and your Kleenex because she likes boogers. <laughs> That's gross. Hey, everybody! She likes boogers and butt plugs. It's the Yellow Man No Motherfucking Podcast! Woo, woo, woo! It's weird how that's kind of become the theme song. Woo, woo, woo. Woo, woo, woo. Butt plugs. Butt plugs. Hey, we, uh, a little tidbit for you. Some facts. Uh, something we sharing with you. Um, we recently have discovered that you can use, uh, dog nylon (laughs) chews as butt plugs. So, uh, you know. Courtesy of Wean Dog. If you are, uh, if you can't find your butt plug and you got a dog, uh, just get that nylon chew toy and wash it off, maybe. I I don't know, maybe not. And, uh, you got yourself a nice butt plug there, right? They usually got that, uh, you know. That, knobby knob. That knobby knob, that kind of heart-shaped thing. And that, you know, it feels weird at first, but uh, <laughs> but then you adjust, right? Uh, life <laughs> is all about adjusting. Yep, yep, yep. So hopefully you can adjust to uh, the nylon dog bone up your butt. Up, so Is it one or two? Uh, well, I mean, it's double-sided, so, you know, <laughs> both of you can have fun at the same time. <laughs> But anyway, T and P to you, prepare to get dry. Please, for the love of all that is holy in Mecca, make America smart again. Mega. And hug your ween. Kick it. Hug your goddamn ween. And I would like again to say thank you to everyone who has purchased Hug Your Ween stickers. Uh, I sold uh, $10 more since the last podcast so that's ten dollars more that's good oh wow shout out to kyle is that how that works yeah 10 equals 10 yeah oh shout out to kyle and uh shout out to my mom my mom yeah gave five five bucks five smackers five buckaroos so if you would like to buy a hug your ween sticker 100 percent of the five dollars goes towards noah project a no-kill animal shelter in Muskegon. Uh, Jamie is dealing with some nonsense. Uh, one of these days, I'm going to have to Facebook Live this bullshit that, that's happening. She has a towel wrapped around her head like she's straight out of the Middle East. Uh, she just washed her hair, and she's trying to put her glasses on. <laughs> and she can't no. because the towel is uh, <laughs> tightly wound around her ears, and she can't get the uh, eyeglass sports. stems. I need those sports. The rec specs. Is that what they're called? Yeah, because I wore rec specs when I was in high school. you wrecked the court? I wrecked some motherfuckers <laughs> with <laughs> nylon dog <laughs> dog shoes, and I shoved them up you their just butts. just carried them along with you? Yeah, I was called? like, hey, I got something to show you. Whammo! In your jock strap, you carried them? I, uh, I played volleyball, mm-hmm. and, you know, I in high school I wore glasses, and uh, I'm not a contact guy, and I was like, I'm... Volleyball is a pretty violent sport. To butt be plugs are pretty contact related. Uh, butt plugs are, but we didn't have a butt plug team in high school. <laughs> but uh, so you know, playing volleyball, like I don't know, have you ever been hit in the head with a volleyball, like as it's been spiked, like right in the face, yeah, right I don't in the think beaner. So I've in my I'm, my thumb for. Life. I'm pretty sure I have gotten numerous concussions over the years. From having been hit in the head with volleyball. You don't get a concussion by getting hit Are you in the shitting head. me? No. Wimp. Those things are going like 100 miles an hour. You fall and hit the floor? Right. Yeah. Your head hit the floor. No, my oh. head uh, get got hit by the volleyball, and then I crumpled to the ground. 
Because it hurts. Yeah, but you didn't get no concussion. I'm sure I did. Oh, weak. You're weak. You don't get a concussion that Did way. you ever play volleyball? Weak. I Well, for fun, and I ruined Shit. my thumb. But no, no, you don't get no ruined concussion. Ruined your thumb? Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I jammed it for life. Up your butt? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. Another tip from uh, us to you. You can use your thumb as a butt plug if you, if you want. Use it as a butt plug, everybody. Just, yeah. Uh, so we're going to go get a dog on Saturday. We're going to go get BJ. That'll be fun. And uh, something exciting uh, is going to happen as well when we get the dog. I mean, as, as far as I can tell, I'm about a 99% sure we're going to get the dog, at least a foster, and then we'll figure things out. But I was talking to my buddy Andy O'Reilly. You know Andy O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Andy O'Reilly, uh, for those who don't live in the West Michigan area, was a longtime radio personality here in Grand Rapids and West Michigan area. Mm-hmm. And currently he's uh, very invested in the city of Muskegon, yep. which is on the lake shore there. Uh, he's a big part of the Lumberjacks, the minor league hockey team there. He's kind of, he's not the PA guy, but he goes around. He's like, hey, everybody, got this contest, and mm-hmm. don't forget to do this and that and whatever. So yeah, he's very... Promoting? Like, yeah, what would you call that? Yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure yeah. what his title is yeah, over there. Yeah, but it's but, cool. Yep. Oh, yeah, super, super uh-huh. duper cool. And uh, he runs his own, like, Muskegon channel. It's kind of like a radio program slash podcast slash... It might even, uh, I know they do Facebook Live. I'm not really sure if they do television stuff as well. But uh, I mentioned to him about me selling the stickers because I was like, oh, do you know know a project? It's uh, the No Kill Animal Shelter out there. And uh, so he got a little interested. So he's actually, he's going to come out on Saturday and he's going to uh, interview us. And he's going to film it. Yeah. I mean, why not us? Why not you? You'll be there. Oh, I got hair in my mouth. Jesus, man. (laughs) Gross. Where has your mouth been? That's why you need butt plugs. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I think that's pretty sweet because, uh, I mean, that'll raise awareness for the stickers. I think I should hold the Face Live or Facebook Live thing and you guys what? talk. You'll hold the Facebook Live thing? You mean the phone? Yeah, the upside down. Jesus. Do <laughs> Flip the phone upside down yeah. the other way. Yep. Yep. Well, we'll figure it out. Yes. We'll figure it out. You need to become more involved and more invested. Oh, do I? The people demand it. I, no, I think you demand it. <laughs> I am the people. <laughs> I am a person. I am a people. You're a, a, a peep. I am a Percy Percy. Is it on? Yes. Oh, my God. I had to check. He was just turning looking at it <laughs> with a look on his face of oh, oh, shit. big uncertainty. Yes. Well, I want to make sure we're not too deep into this podcast. I yep. want to make sure that it was recording. I want to make sure we weren't butt plugged deep. We weren't butt, well, butt plugged. That's pretty deep. That's like <laughs> mm-hmm. two thumbs up my yeah. butt. See, pretty uh, there is a, I'm sensing a very weird theme already about this <laughs> podcast, and I'm not sure if I'm terribly comfortable with it. <laughs> But you just said you'll adjust to it. Yeah, you adjust. You learn. You learn to accept things. Uh, so speaking of this weekend, too, we're also, uh, me and Matt Harper doing the pizza eating contest. Mm-hmm. That's good. Are you going to come, Jamie? Yeah, because I'm going to watch you lose, and then I'm going to take over. Fuck no, we're not going to lose. We're going to straight dominate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to straight destroy that uh, pizza. Uh, we get $350, I think, is, is what it is. And uh, me and Matt Harper are going to need it. Uh, I hope I hope we win. I really mm-hmm. do. It would be amazing. It was very strange. I got a phone call 
today from uh, Eric Zane, mm-hmm. who is another radio personality. Uh, mm-hmm. He and his co-host Ben Glaze yeah. uh, called because they wanted to ask about the pizza eating contest. And for those who don't know, I applied uh, to be the sidekick on that show, not once, but twice. But uh, I don't hold any goddamn fucking grudges! <laughs> Fuck! Uh, so they called to ask me about it, and I had given Eric all the information about the pizzeria, the time, mm-hmm. uh, the date, uh, how much we'd win, how much the pizza cost, and he forgot fucking everything. Everything he said was incorrect in uh, not a good way. Maybe he had butt plugs in his ears. He probably did. Yep. He, pro- and, he needs and to the, learn how to use them properly. And in his butt. He had a butt plug in his butt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he did. Everybody loves butt plugs in their butts. So go try one today, everybody. Go down to your local Pet Supplies Plus. That could be one of your sponsors. Pet Supplies Plus or butt plugs? Know, butt plugs? I don't know who makes a butt Just plug. Just go to or something and ask. Um, probably like... Uh, pure Romance? Yeah. Well, I was thinking like Purina. <laughs> Pure Yeah, pure anus. <laughs> pure up your buttus. Uh, so if you guys are interested in coming watch me and Matt straight fucking dominate. Uh, it is at 1358 Leonard Street Northwest uh, in Grand Rapids. It's at 5 o'clock. We will be uh, probably starting about that time, I would imagine. Uh, they give us a whole hour to eat Wait, the pizza. What day is it? Sunday. Oh, okay. 5 o'clock. Who are you, Eric Zane? What the fuck's <laughs> well, going on over no, there? I, mean, I didn't know what you day of the week. You got butt plugs in your ears? I wish. Jesus. Uh, I just, because you said 5 o'clock, all of a sudden I'm like, well, that's not a weekday. Yeah, on Sunday. Okay. We're good. I've, talked, good. I've talked about this. I, I just, I didn't realize what day of the week it was, though. Sunday. What day? Sunday. What time? D Piazza's Pizzeria. Mm-hmm. We're going to eat ham and pineapple. And everybody said that's not a good combination. Like they said, sugar. There's too much sugar from the pineapple. But goddamn, Matt Harper is afraid of vegetables for some reason. Mm-hmm. So pineapples was the only uh, thing. So he's going to have to carry his weight. I'm going to eat like a third of it, and he's going to have to eat two-thirds. <laughs> and then I'm going to get half of the money. I honestly <laughs> think that, I mean, it's going to be challenging no matter what you have on it, really. I mean, I think yeah. like spicier things would be harder. To me, like pepperoni would be hard to have on there. Sure. I guess but. it depends on your digestive system. Yeah, Acid reflux or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would have gone with like mushroom because mushroom is mm-hmm. pretty easy. There's not, there's no flavor to it. Slide right down. Yeah, you would think. But I don't, Matt, Matt is, uh, he's got some uh, issues. Vegetable phobia or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, but uh, we're going to straight dominate. We're going to straight crush. And I, I can't lie, I am worried, so I need to start kind of um, researching some eating techniques. <laughs> like, I have heard, like, you need to drink, like, a gallon of water, like, the day before because it helps, like, expand your stomach or something. But I was reminding Matt that, like, we can't necessarily drink a whole lot because we can't leave the table. One of the rules while is yeah. while we're eating, we yeah. can't leave the table. So if I got to go pee, I'll just be like, I got a piss jar. Avert your eyes! Avert your eyes, everybody! I'm pissing! <laughs> I did not wash my hands. I'm continuing to eat this pizza. <laughs> Wear a catheter. Yeah. They have external ones. Yeah. It's like duct tape into my wang. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I got a butt plug in a catheter on. <laughs> what a Sunday. It sounds like a regular Sunday. So maybe. It'll be good. Um, Matt is planning on wearing like a GoPro on his head. 
using a GoPro the oh, whole GoPro. thing. Oh, GoPro. Yeah, okay. GoPro camera. Yeah. And then uh, I'm hoping to Facebook Live. Jamie can hold the phone or the Facebook Live machine <laughs> and uh, Facebook Live it, which we would do over on the Elemental Podcast page. I'd want to do yeah. it there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it should be fun. Hopefully we won't uh, we won't die. Hopefully we succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, it's an adventure. It's fun. I want to. I want 2019. <laughs> it's fun to be miserable. It's fun to be gluttonous. <laughs> so I just want 2019 to be fun, a little different, uh, whatever. So, right? Yeah, always. Yeah. yeah, it's always good to be fun and different. Fun and different. Speaking of fun and different, today was a long fucking day for me, everybody. I started work about uh, 5.40 in the morning, mm-hmm. and uh, I left work at like 7.10 in the evening, so it was a little over, uh, it was like a 13-hour-plus day. I think it was 13 hours and 10 minutes, technically. How many seconds? 10 minutes and 13 seconds, <laughs> and a butt plug. <laughs> and Because uh, long, long day. People need their dipping Dots. Mm-hmm. Dippin' Dots for life! Mm-hmm. And uh, because it was such a long day of driving around, I, um, you know, was listening to podcasts because that's what I do. And I found a new podcast, Jamie, and I think you would like this podcast. Mm, what is it? Uh, I'm pulling it up here. Uh, it is called Ear Hustle. And it is about prisoners in California, in uh, San Quentin prison specifically. And do you know what? Can you guess from the title, Ear Hustle, what Ear Hustle means? Just like talking crap. No, no. Ear Hustle means like eavesdropping. Oh, You're oh. listening to oh, others. Yeah. Hence yeah. the ear and listening, yeah. not talking. It wasn't like mouth hustle. Oh, fine. But what's weird <laughs> is it's... You're, yes. And I can't believe I didn't answer that right because this is what's weird. Yesterday, I was talking about this. Ter- Somebody mentioned this term to me at work. What? Ear hustle? Ear hustle. What? And it had to refer to, and it was referring to that. Why would anyone bring that up? It was uh, not a coworker. Oh, it was a client? Yeah. A client? A support system, yeah. Strange. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I never, I mean, that's not a term I ever would have. No. Thought of or had any inclination that such a term existed, uh, but it's prison slang for eavesdropping. Yeah, and essentially the podcast—it's pretty interesting. There's two seasons. Uh, I'm actually got all the way through season one, and I'm a couple episodes into season two. They're all very short. They're all like approximately half hour or less. Mm, And the people running it—one guy is a prisoner. He's been in prison, I think, 22 years. And the other is a woman who comes in and I guess is like a teacher or a mentor and is just trying to help people get their shit straight while they're in prison. So, And a lot of it specifically is dealing with guys who are kind of lifers, who will have been in there 20 plus years or for the rest of their fucking right, lives right. or whatever. And um, it, it, it's pretty interesting listening to them talk because I can't even fucking imagine being in prison or uh, in jail for like a week, mm-hmm. let alone years. Right. Right. Like yes. to have your whole life be dictated by others and what they want the schedule to be. Like you yeah. don't get to choose what you wear. You don't get to choose right. what you eat. You don't get to choose what you do necessarily. Yeah. 
There's a part of me, though, that thinks that would be kind of nice. <laughs> well, yeah, I kind of like the whole thing of I don't have to worry about rent. Yeah. I don't have to worry about food. Like, I'm just uh-huh. going to fucking get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have to worry about clothes because I'm just going to wear the same fucking right. shitty yeah. stuff every day yeah. of the week. I don't yeah. have to worry about a whole lot of nonsense. But, uh, I mean, clearly your freedoms are gone. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, what essentially, I mean, what is prison for? What is incarceration for? Well, it's supposed to... Well, I think some of it's supposed to be rehabilitation. Sure. And then also maybe a deterrent. Right. To uh, prevent recidivism. I think ultimately, though, it's um, punishment. I mean, and I do uh-huh. think that is also what it should be. Mm-hmm. But I think the majority of it should be like what you said of like, it should be a deterrent to people. I think that's probably the least... Thing. Like, right. I don't think anyone in their brain is, like, thinking, oh, God, if I do this, I'm going to go to jail. Right. I mean, because usually so much stuff kind of, like, happens in the heat of the moment mm-hmm. or through desperation of, like, well, I just don't even care. But it should be rehabilitation as well, too. So it's sad to hear these things of, like, these people are in prison for, you know, 20-plus years, mm-hmm. and they're never fucking going to get out. Right, so right. It, so it, then what? So then it becomes the how do you keep your shit together? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, because if you're there, I mean, there's no, in your brain, you're thinking, well, why should I learn a skill while I'm sure. here? Because I'm not going to get out, like a job skill. There was one guy who they they interviewed who, uh, he was the small white man. Um, they, you know, I guess they said he was like five foot six. He weighed like 130 pounds, just kind of like a nerdy white guy who somehow he got caught up in like a robbery. And so he got, he, three things happened. So it was like three strikes Hmm. All in one because of oh. this fucking numbnut and what he did, so he you know, he got like life sentence. So here's this guy, and his his thought process was, I'm not going to let the system get me down. Like I'm going to go in there and show that I can still be a productive human being. I can still have mm-hmm. value in my life. This or that or whatever. But then, um, ten years into his uh, sentence, a very unfortunate thing happened. He got uh, he got raped. Yeah. And they've talked about on the podcast how rape in the prison system is, like, over-exaggerated, that it doesn't really happen. It isn't like, don't drop the soap or you could get fucked. You know, it just, prison rape, uh, I'm sure while it does happen, it's not really there. But this guy did, and then it became, like, such a tragic, awful thing. Like, he was a guy who apparently was involved in classes. He was involved in the church. He was involved in, like, you know, AA and NA and all that. Mm -hmm. And then after he got raped, then it became, like, you know, I'm violated, like, no one here is here to protect me, yeah. like, how do I go on? And he just talked about how I got to ri- uh, live the rest of my life knowing that I got raped, and like, what the, f- you know, right. I think particularly, like, as a guy, and, and I'm not trying to say a woman getting raped is worse, but a guy is supposed to, I'm supposed to be able to protect myself, mm-hmm. right? But and he wasn't able to, and uh, so it became a very difficult thing for him to come to grips with mm-hmm. and I think one of the awful things for him was he had been married and he had a child and he, when he got sentenced I guess the deal was okay well, I'm, I'm going to get divorced uh, you get everything because mm-hmm. I'm going to be in prison forever right. but then the deal is you have to bring the kid to see me uh, once a month no matter where I am or whatever mm-hmm. and like that was the agreement but it never fucking happened. Yeah, yeah, the the wife was like, fuck you and fuck off and right. suck my dick, you fucking prick. And uh, <laughs> so he never saw his kid. The kid, I think, was five. 
Oh. And so he, um, some like after he got raped and he's all depressed and whatever, someone was trying to help him and suggested uh, that he um, keep a journal. And then they also suggested that he uh, participate in a, uh, a pen pal program oh. where he would just write to people. And he ended up writing to like this couple who lived very far away and several states away. Mm-hmm. And you know he was explaining to them what's going on. And like over the year, or, like a decade, he's communicating wow. with these people through letters. And apparently, they even came to visit him, and they had phone calls and whatever. Mm-hmm. And he had been also keeping this journal or diary or whatever you want to call it and a lot of it was him writing letters to his daughter Mm -hmm. because he had been trying i guess to find her but when you know a lot of this was pre-internet days too so you know this this was happening in like the the mid 90s early 2000s and he was talking about how you know i don't know how to find her and there's no one out there really to help me find Mm -hmm. her Mm -hmm. so then by some weird coincidence these PayPal, uh, pen pal people, PayPal people, <laughs> these pen pal people had in the newspaper had seen this woman, a uh, girl graduating from high school who had the same name as his daughter. Huh. So they went and approached her and it was his fucking kid. So oh, that just gives me chills. It's great. It's crazy, right? They, yeah. were, they were talking about how this, this is fucking insane. Right. So they encouraged huh. her to write him a letter because he had also sent the diaries to these people because he's like correction officers are coming in and they'll toss your cell and then he was afraid that they would throw yeah, things away or destroy right. things or whatever so he's like can i just mail them to you for mm-hmm. safekeeping and uh so they had it and so then uh she wrote the letter and then they gave the diary to uh the kid and they were had communicated for a long wow. time but then they said this is not a fairy tale. This is really this is real life, mm-hmm. and apparently they had only communicated for approximately a year or so. Okay, and okay. then the girl, I, I don't know, she like vanished again, or she just became interested. And I can only imagine that would be very difficult for her of like going thirteen years approximately of like I don't know who my dad is, and even when you're five, mm-hmm. like I couldn't tell you one thing about my dad when I was five. I don't remember really. I mean, that's yeah, like, I'm not sure. that's I mean, like I know kindergarten. I have, yeah, I mean, I have early memories, but could I tell you what age those were at? I don't know. Yeah. So it's very odd. Mm-hmm. So, but then uh, each episode kind of had like a theme. So like one talked about like food. One talked about cellmates. Another one talked about like first. One talked about like uh, conjugal visits. Did you say first? First. Okay. like. Your first, your first yeah. time getting in the cell. Your first yeah. time, uh, maybe you're going to prison. This is your first cellmate. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And they've tried to talk with um, corrections officers as well. But, I mean, they're kind of hesitant about doing it just because, like, you know, this is prisoner shit. I don't, right. You, don't wanna, you almost don't want to show, like, a human side right. to yourself of, like, you're, I imagine in many ways as a correction officer, you have to be fairly robotic mm-hmm. of, like, these are the rules. This is how you're going to do it. And if you start to show like emotions right. or favoritism or whatever, it can just kind of complicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I Don't know having well having worked uh, in the mental health yep. field as uh, like a on the floor mm-hmm. kind of thing of like these are the rules. This is why we're doing it. This and that. And in the moment you did kind of show favoritism to someone or whatever. It kind of became problems with maybe some of the other uh, patients or clients. Right. So. Yep. 
But you do want to, you do have to realize that these are human beings. And you're like, because they talk about, again, of like one guy, he had like the quote unquote pets where he had like snails, I guess. And he considered them pets. And some corrections officers were like, yeah, whatever. I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Right. And the other one's like, fuck, this is against health codes. And they would like throw the snails away Mm -hmm. or whatever. And there's a certain level of like dignity that you want to give people i think well yeah, as well like right. i get We're like, like respect that you can't much. you can't have dogs cats right. or anything like that but some guys they had like like i said snails or they had like mice mm-hmm. one some guy even had like birds mm-hmm. like somehow he got like sparrows mm. or whatever mm-hmm. and just trying to and you almost want to like let them have that because then that makes them human right. and it's one more thing like they focus on that as opposed to like I'm fucking here forever. Right. I can't right. imagine like I'm living in this eight by nine room for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hear there's those uh some of the there's some prisons that have programs that involve like cats. Right. And they right. and those have shown and they're reduce behavior problems and all that. Well, because guys don't want to lose the risk of like, now I'm not going to be able to deal with the cats. And they talk about like dogs, like Mm -hmm. I'm training dogs that will go out and help other people. And people didn't want to risk not being able to be with the dogs. So it's it's an encourager for them. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I agree with that. What do you think about like the conjugal visit stuff? Because apparently there's only four states uh, prison systems that will allow for conjugal mm. visits. It was California, New York, I think Wisconsin, and like some other strange random state. I um, I guess I never really thought about it. I I don't know. I just think it sets up. I don't know. It could be a good. I, again, it depends on the person. I think they need to. They have to demonstrate that they can well, handle right. that. And that was another one of the things too of like. I'm not going to fuck up because I want to have that visit with my wife or right, whatever. So. Right, because you don't want to have any risk with any of that. That's sure. for sure. So, and they yeah. they talked about how in some prisons they would have like uh, unwritten rules with uh, visitors and, and uh, having kind of like conjugal sex. It was very 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 strange and kind of in depth and how people sort of overlooked it. Like guards would probably overlook stuff. And prisoners, like they, they talked about how like you'd be in a room and there'd be like four or five other couples and they're all like having sex, like not group sex, but they'd be like, this is my space and I'm having sex with my wife and like three feet away is another prisoner mm. having sex with his wife. And, you know, they said no one was like naked, but they did what they needed to do. And it's kind of like uh, for me, like I get mm. I what? That's weird. You're in prison for fucking life. No, I know, but that's weird. You do what you need to do, essentially, is what the prisoners were saying. I don't know if I could do that. Uh, well, and uh, that's what they talked about. Like, the, the the first time the wife came in, I guess they said they just kind of, they sat in the room and they watched, I guess. <laughs> they were peeping fucking tubs, and they were just kind of watching what was going on. Yeah. I mean, I can understand, like, a guard needing to be... Keeping an eye on. Fuck, God damn. If I was you know? a guard, I wouldn't want to have to deal with well, that shit. Well, even if it's like with a ca- something. I mean, they can't just like lock them in a room, even if it's just These one are the, like the unwritten rules that they had of like, again, prisoners were like, well, I'm not going to fuck shit up because I don't want anyone to take mm-hmm. this opportunity away from me. Others, they talked about how they called it the boom, boom room, where it was kind <laughs> of, it was like an apartment where for like 48 hours, 
they could visit with their wife and oh. they could like hang out and they talked oh. about how there was even like it was an apartment that had like its own bathroom and kitchen sink and there was a refrigerator hmm. and the guy talked about how like the refrigerator had an ice cube tray and he just talked about like oh my fucking god there's an ice cube tray and he yeah. became like fixated on that he's like, and forget it's just, the wife well <laughs> and it's just these little things like yeah. he's like i got to put my hands in like dish soap because i'm washing oh, yeah. you know and again it's stuff that we take right. for granted mm-hmm. i guess with our freedom of like this is shit that they're never going to have to deal with again if they're in prison for life mm-hmm. right so just even yeah and having all of that being like a motivating, I mean, again, it's like what you were saying. I think like dignity. Sure. I think regardless, it's. I mean, if people respond well to respect. Sure. Well, typically, you know, and and being treated like a human being and and whatnot. You don't have to be chatty and all. You know, knowing each other closely or whatever. But there's that level of respect and, and dignity. That they, goes a long way. They did one episode was about uh, lifers uh, who were up for parole. And there was one guy that they talked about, I can't remember his name, but the, the story, his story was fairly interesting of like, he was married, his wife was leaving him, the wife went to her father's house or ranch in California, and the guy went to go get her, and the father-in-law was like, get the hell off my property, mm. and then the guy kidnapped the father-in-law, and then somewhere down the line, he shot him and killed him, Ugh. so he killed the father-in-law. So he went to prison, and he's in prison, mm-hmm. and then while he's in prison, he escaped. Oh. He escaped, and he's gone, and he was gone for like 11 years. <gasps> he was gone 11 years, and he kind of had created a new life. He um, he uh, got married, and he kind of was the stepfather to her child, and she knew who he was. Oh, like, he, okay. he eventually, he told her, was like, I'm, I'm Tom Smith, whatever, and this yeah. is what I've done, and whatever. Um, but then it was like the late eighties. Um, they did. They did. Uh, Wean done. Hey, Wean dog, get over here. I'm telling a story, Wean dog. Now, hey, Wean dog. There we go. She's done. Um, <laughs> they did an America's got America's most wanted story on this guy. So this guy was on he was in tv guide he was on and that's when he was like fuck i gotta go again and he did he left and apparently he went to like australia and he went to uh england somehow i don't understand this he got his citizenship in australia and he got a citizenship in england i don't know how that happened i don't know how they would let a guy who was a fugitive and again this was the late 80s early 90s so uh, you know again pre-internet who knows? It may be easy to fake documents. Maybe. I don't know. Weird, but he was though. he was in England and he messages his wife, gets a hold of her, he's like, I want you to come and she's like and he was like, I want you to withdraw money and then come all over here and she agreed to do it. And he was like, You have to withdraw less than ten thousand dollars. Like you can do it uh in several increments, but just do it less than ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars because once you hit ten thousand dollars uh, banks have Wait. to notify like oh. the FBI and whatever things get flagged and apparently she either didn't pay attention or she didn't think it would be a big deal or whatever but she did she mm. withdrew more than ten thousand dollars and I guess maybe they kind of knew about her oh I bet uh, they and, probably and, did and so uh, they uh, got a hold of Scotland Yard she goes to England she's in London or whatever uh, Scotland Yard is following her 
So they go to a hotel and they bust this fucker. Mm -hmm. So he's gone. He goes back to prison. So he's in California prison and he's been in there like 30 plus years and he's up for a parole. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently at this, the parole hearing, it's them. There's like the commissioner, the deputy commissioner, maybe some other people. But then apparently there's like victim witnesses right. who were also there. And apparently they sit behind him or they stand behind him. So he can't look at them. He can't look at them. He can't address them. And they talk about, like, this is what happened. Like, mm -hmm. my life was destroyed because of whatever the hell happened. Mm -hmm. And so this guy, even though he's been in, in prison 30-plus years, uh, they denied him parole. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's like 72 or something yeah. like that. And they're like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. We'll see you in four years or whatever the right. hell. You know, I don't next, know what the rotation is right. for him. But... Uh, so, I mean, he thought he would get out because other other than the escape, which, you know, they always, strangely, they always they bring that like up. They like that. <laughs> they always bring that up. But apparently he's never had any problems. And he's like, you know, I go to the, all the meetings. He's like, I'm trying to, to uh, better myself. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm trying to get a better mm -hmm. grip of myself. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's the only way you survive. Right. Yeah. Right. What happened to his, like, you think she would have gotten in trouble for, like, accessory or something like oh, that? Oh, oh, the second wife? Yeah. I'm assuming as much. I mean, they didn't really talk about her, so. Yeah, but still, I mean, like, I'm to sure me, she I'm did. like, that puts her, I think that's, to me, I look at that kind of selfish. Sure. You know? Well, I mean, she, she knows the risks of, like, my husband's a fucking murderer who escaped from fucking prison. Yeah, but. What I do you th think's going to happen? Well, I think he just should never have told her. Eventually, he was going to have to, like, when America's Most Wanted comes out, and they're like, oh. hey, there's you on fucking TV, oh, okay. you fuck. Right? Fine. I mean, eventually, she would have found out, probably. Mm -hmm. Or he just would have split, and she'd be like, what happened? I don't yeah. know where Tom Or went. he just shouldn't have even gotten involved with somebody. You know? I, I don't know. I imagine that's probably pretty difficult for most people to always live a solitary life. Well, right? You always sure be by you yourself. Stay free out of, you know... I'd rather fucking, I guess, sit out my fucking sentence then. Right. Right? Do what you need to take do. Take it like a man. Right. Like, take it like a butt plug. That's right. Take it like a butt plug. Doo -doo. Like two so of them. I would, uh, I would encourage people, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, <laughs> listen to a better podcast. It's called Ear Hustle. And this is what I don't like about Ear Hustle. I mean, like, well, I'm jealous of Ear Hustle. On uh, CastBox alone, they have... 47,000 subscribers. Wow. Motherfuckers! Wow. Two seasons, 47,000 wow. followers. And they ask for, like, hey, send us cards or send us books because they're in prison, right? These prisoners. Oh, yeah. They can't profit off of this. They aren't profiting yeah, off of yeah. this. Although they are, apparently they are selling, like, ear hustle coffee mugs or something, mm. which I just found very strange, too. But What would it go to? I don't know if it goes to like a prison fund or if it goes to like buying things for the prison. Butt plugs. Goes to butt plugs. You know, all the prisoners <laughs> love their butt plugs. When they drop their soap, butt plug time. Well, go soap check it out. On a rope. Go check it out, everybody. Uh, ear hustle. Uh, I found it on Castbox, but you could probably find it on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes. Any I of that find shit. it weird though that it's acceptable for the. Prisoners to be able to do podcasts, though, too. I find that well, kind of odd. It's, it's interesting. At the end, they need to have... Uh, I don't want to say he's a social media guy, but he it's someone, uh, an employee of the prison, has to listen to and approve the podcast. 
Because okay. at the end, he's like, I'm Sergeant Dean Smith, <laughs> and I approve this podcast. I approve butt plugs. I approve butt plugs up the beehole. <laughs> so, uh, so it is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and I think, again, it's one of these things of like the guy, the, the, the main the prisoner guy who does a lot of the interviewing, he talks about how he's taking classes. Like, he wanted to get to San Quentin because he knew they had all of these classes he could take. Uh. Like, he took a film class. And now there was like a podcast class. And so he was just interested in doing all this stuff. Which to me, again, I'm also like, should these motherfuckers have this shit? Like, I don't fucking have this shit. I can't do this shit. But again, it's sort of like the normalization and and wanting to give these guys like hope and a regular kind of lifestyle. Like, I'm sure he's going to be less of a fuck up, less of a problem because he knows I can go do this shit. Right. The slightest problem then it's like you're going back to the fucking hole. And they, they did talk about people living in solitary. Mm-hmm. They called it the shoe, yeah. which is solitary housing unit, shoe. Oh, I didn't realize that's what it stood for. I uh-huh. knew that it gets called that, yeah. but I didn't know. Solitary housing uh, unit. And, uh, I mean, and people have years, years there, which I'm like, holy fuck. It's crazy. So go listen to that podcast. It's better than this one, everybody. I got six listeners. Uh, they got forty-seven thousand. <laughs> we got we motherfucker. Got we got a whole lot more to go. Got a lot of listeners to catch up. Yeah. Uh, speaking of podcasts, I did one yesterday. It's going to be called Comedy A to Z. Is the name of the podcast. You Comedy did it. A. I don't know why I was on it. Right. Uh, I'm trying to quit comedy. Whatever. Uh, it is local comedian Brian B. here in West Michigan. Brian uh, has run a open mic here called the Sunday Night Funnies. It's been going on 10 years, the longest running open mic uh, in West Michigan. And probably, I would I would probably guess the state of Michigan. I don't think there's another one that's been going on longer. So more power to Brian. So he has decided to do this podcast and he's also turning it into like a TV show mm-hmm. that will be shown on uh, like local public access. So it's not anything big, but he had me and Matt Harper, the guy who I'm going to eat pizza with. Uh, we were his first guest, so it was basically just talking about misconceptions of comedy uh, and what else is going on and, and, and problems with stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty interesting. I, so I will let everybody know uh, mm-hmm. if you are interested in comedy, if you're interested in hearing me on a different podcast. Yeah. Uh, you can do that. Will it also be on his, like, a YouTube? Doesn't he have a YouTube? Uh, he does the YouTube stuff for the Sunday Night Funny, oh. so if people want to check that out, uh, probably just YouTube search Sunday Night Funnies. Yeah, but I thought maybe, I didn't know if he was also going to. He may. He okay. may. It was very strange. It was not quite what I thought. In my brain, I'm picturing, like, a Dick Cavett, uh, David Letterman thing where he's kind of, like, behind a guest and there's two chairs next to it. He's behind a then, guest? A desk. He's behind a desk with a butt plug in his butt. And uh, then he, Matt and I will come and we'll sit down in chairs next to the desk. Uh, he will give us butt plugs. Yep. And then we will continue with the conversation. Instead, it was this little round table and we were crammed in this little room. Like there was very little space involved. So it was like a conjugal visit. It was a conjugal visit. Conjugal uh, group sex outing with butt plugs. <laughs> And so we were just sitting there, and Brian was in the middle because the camera uh, was just squarely focused on him. He was wearing a GoPro. We, well, and we had to we had to be very yeah. It would be interesting if we had the GoPro. 
So we had to sit pretty close to him as well, too. So it was fun to do. We were only supposed to do one episode, but we ended up doing two because we had so much to talk about. And I can get fairly animated when I'm talking. I I can do a lot of, like, hand motions. Maybe I'm part Italian. I should do 23 and me and see if I got an Italian in me. Uh, But I was, like, pounding on the table, and they're like, you can't pound on the table because it fucks with the mic. And I'm like, ah, I guess I'm not. I'm not used to having to deal with that kind of bullshit. Right. Look at how you do this. I just hold this goddamn fucking thing right. in my hand. I don't have to worry about the mic. He being holds like, that thing. In I his hold hands. this thing like a butt plug. <laughs> so it was. It was fun to do. It was cool to do. That's so cool. uh, I will let people know. We in the, the podcast that you and I did with Matt Harper. A lot, a lot of Matt Harper talk today. But uh, the, another episode where we talked about the movie Clerks. Yep. That came out as well. Yep. Uh, yesterday. It dropped yesterday. Woo! Whoop, whoop! So you can go look for it. Uh, that I know it's on Podbean, and I think it's on CastBox. It's on mm-hmm. iTunes. I know it's not on SoundCloud. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I listened to it on yeah. CastBox. Yeah, I listened to it on CastBox. CastBox is the one for me, generally. I, I like listening to that. If, you don't, if you're not on CastBox, you're shit. <laughs> uh, New Year's Day, we went and saw a movie. What did we see? Um, what was the name of it? Jesus Christ, Jamie, come on. Oh, my God. What oh, was, The Mule. Yes, we went and saw The Mule. Mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood was in yep. it. Yep. And uh, I can't lie, I like Clint Eastwood a whole lot mm-hmm. as an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I enjoy the stuff. I was a big fan of A Million Dollar Baby, big fan of uh, Gran Torino. Uh, and I just like Gran Torino because all of the racial slurs. Uh, if you can't make fun of people because of their ethnic background, what can you make fun of people, right? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but this movie, what do we think of this movie, The Mule, Jamie? Uh, not all that good. Yeah, it was shit. Mm-hmm. It was, it was ungood. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Clint Eastwood plays, uh, a, dr- a, a drug runner. He, yeah. and they call them mules. And uh, I think it's just because they're carrying drugs. They transport oh stuff. I'm trying to I tell. No I'm trying. Goddamn! I'm trying to describe to the listeners what the fuck. <laughs> so he he he's this old man who gets wrapped up in this drug business, and then it becomes like what he does with the money and his family and stuff at the end, and this and mm-hmm. that. And uh, I thought it was going to be a lot better than it was. Yeah, I it was slow. Very. Slower than a mule. Very fucking slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not a lot to it. I didn't even really like his character. Yeah. Him as a, him as a, that, that person. Mm-hmm. I was like, that guy can go fuck He's himself. He's an idiot, yeah. Like, he just seemed like... Uh, they just gave me $20,000 mm-hmm. for transporting this shit. Like, what do you fucking think was in the bag, right. you fucking yeah. idiot? Right. You know, it took him, like, several <laughs> runs to figure out that mm-hmm. he was doing something illegal. Right. Right? It was yes. just very odd. Like, you're not transporting tomatoes, you fucking old idiot. <laughs> right. God damn, get that butt plug out of your ear and figure shit out. Yeah, because when that, like, when he... When it was obvious that he figured it out, yeah. I was surprised. And yeah, I was just like, How yeah, was do like, you whoa, not know? Right. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. And that was stupid. Yes, yes. It's yes. just I don't I don't I learned that it was based on or inspired by uh, yeah, a guy story. who lived here in Michigan. Yeah. He was fr- from the Detroit area and he mm-hmm. got busted in Michigan. And yeah. I can't I, they based it in Peoria, Illinois for whatever reason. I'm not really sure why uh they changed mm-hmm. the location and all. But I mean it isn't 
necessarily important to the story. Right. But uh, I, di- I didn't really care for it. I didn't even like at the end. Like at the end, I kept waiting for them to go, and John Smith is still in prison and this right. and that and whatever. Like there was no follow-up mm-hmm. on like the true stories. Right. And even like the guys who played the cops, there was, I had no interest in any of them either. Mm-hmm. Fucking Bradley Cooper and uh, I forget the other guy's name. Uh, and it yeah. was Lawrence Fishburne. Uh-huh. And Michael Pena was the other guy. Yep. And it was like, yeah, you know, whatever. All these guys are fucking idiots, too. It, it, was, a, it was a bad movie, mm-hmm. everybody. I would not encourage you to see it. Mm-mm. Some people liked it, and the people who liked it, I think they're fucking retarded. Yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. They're stupid. They should never go... They should never be allowed to see another movie again. They need to put butt plugs in their eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then afterwards, you split. Uh, yep. You had to go. Uh, because that movie was so horrible... Uh, I had to go see another movie, mm-hmm. yep. hopefully to get the bad taste out of my mouth from from the mule. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went and I saw the movie Backtrace, which is a Sylvester Stallone movie. And I'm like, okay, this is a movie I had not heard of. I knew nothing about it. I read the, the descriptor on it. Mm-hmm. And, and it was about a, a guy who did a bank, a bank heist. Uh, during uh, the escape from it, or they're trying to get away and get the money, he suffered uh, head trauma, mm-hmm. and he kind of had amnesia. He forgot shit. He like he didn't know stuff. His two partners died, and so he goes to kind of like a psych ward prison kind of thing hmm. to kind of help him figure out his memory and get all his shit together. And then it becomes uh, he gets injected with like a truth serum kind of thing that will help him figure out his memories. Hmm. And then, so then it becomes uh, escaping from the hospital and then finding out where the money is. So I'm like, oh, this will be fucking good, right? Doesn't wow, that sound like yeah, a good movie? Yeah. Sounds like a great movie, yeah, right? Yeah. Sylvester Stallone plays a cop in it. Matthew Modine is, is the guy with the amnesia problems. It's going to be a great movie. And uh, it was fucking awful. <laughs> it was bad. It was a movie that should have gone straight to DVD. And it, it hmm. probably did. But somehow they convince someone to like, hey, let's release this in Grand in Rapids. the cheap movie theater. We'll release this in Grand Rapids where 10 people can watch it on the big screen. Was it a $5 one or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was a $5 one. Oh. So, yeah, it was it was awful. So uh, movies, I was over to on New Year's Day. I felt really pissed off about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you should have. Uh, I don't know. Should have just put a butt plug in my butt, and it would have been a whole lot better. So, don't see that movie either. If it's uh, near you, don't go see Backtrace. It's pure shit. Celebration Cinema, you owe me like fifteen dollars because those were some shit movies. You conned me into seeing some shit movies. You, they conned you? Conned me. All right, Jamie, I got one last thing to talk about. Unless you had something you want to talk about. Well, I just have something to share. Okay, do you want to share it first, or you want to get in a story? I don't care. You share your shit. So take the butt uh, plug out and share your shit. Um, I uh, I'm whipping out. What? So I so Adam. Adam sent who? me Adam House. Oh Adam House sent me the. Oh, he sent you song. He did a song for the uh, moist plastic. Yep. Well, so you got to sing the song. Well, I he he said it goes to the certain tune. And I couldn't line it up right. Like when I was trying to what's do the, it. What's the tune? It, Yankee Doodle Dandy? It's Danny? supposed to go along with. No. No. That I might have been able to do. Um, it's a song from Land Before Time. I don't know. I never saw the movie. It's a cartoon. Right. I know it's a cartoon about dinosaurs. I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's supposed to go along 
this tune. Is there singing? Yeah. And I'll sing. So Krista goes like that, like that tune. And I can't figure it out. Oh, I hate this. Okay. And I, uh, I cheated. Turn that off. I cheated and I like rearranged things a little bit in the well, wording. Well, please sing your song. I'm not going to sing it. I video. Yeah, what I do you mean? It. I taped it. <laughs> what? You taped it? What do you mean you taped it? I, um, I was afraid. I just, I had to try it out and I didn't know if I could do it live. You got to sing. You got to do it live because we all, we've been told by numerous people that our phone interviews are not good. So you just need to sing it. But I don't remember how I taped it. Like, I don't remember how I did it. Oh, Jesus Christ. And this isn't a, a tape. Jamie, just do it. Where is it? I don't know. It's your phone. Why? Moist and plastic. Love. Plastic and moist. Don't take it for granted. It's a battery-operated boyfriend. No, no, no. It's Ben Pond. Oh, no. Woo-wee. Moist and plastic. Oh, three, three does it. Jesus Christ, that was awful, JB. Thank you. <laughs> he, uh, I can tell you how he wrote it. Oh, it's not on there. Why were you going to your purse? Because I thought I wrote it in there, but I didn't. I'm all confused. Yeah, you are. Take that towel off your head and maybe it'll help your brain. I need to take my butt plug out. Do you have the lyrics up? I'm getting them. So he wrote, uh, where is it? This is, this is why we have six listeners, Jamie. <laughs> he wrote, it's moist and plastic. I don't take it for granted. It's my battery operated boyfriend. Woo hoo hoo. But it's Ben Pond. Okay. All right. <laughs> that was, uh, that was Jamie singing everybody. <laughs> Jamie singing a song. All right. I can't um, figure out how to put that into the, the music. Jamie, you had three kids, right? Yes. How heavy was your heaviest kid when they were born? Uh, how fat was your fattest kid? When a little they were over eight pounds. Eight pounds? Yep. What's an average size baby? Like eight pounds? I think so. Okay. Because there was a, a baby recently born who weighed 14 pounds, oh, Jamie. Oh, yeah, I saw that. 14 pounds, 13 ounces in Texas. Yeah. They breed them bigger in Texas. They do everything bigger in Texas. You know what they got that's bigger in Texas? Butt plugs? Butt plugs, Jamie. They got butt plugs. They should have the JJ plugs. And uh, you know what? If that woman had a butt plug in, she probably wouldn't have had this baby. This 14-pound baby. So uh, Jennifer and Eric Medlock uh, welcome their newborn son, Ali. Which uh, I can't lie, I'm I'm not like a fan of that name. Yeah, A L A L I. So they had it. He, uh, uh, there we go. And moves like a butterfly. It was the doctor. The doctor who delivered it said it was the largest baby uh, he's ever brought in the world in his 30 year career. Hmm. And they were not expecting a baby that big. Now, when you're uh, how could they not? When you're giving a uh, birth to a baby that weighs 14 pounds, when you're giving a birth, is that coming out your vagina? 
God, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. I had all my natural. Uh huh. And I can't imagine having a fourteen. Ah! How big of a shit would that feel like? <laughs> would that be a big old shit? Me, I yeah, I'm sure at some point it would go all numb. Uh, it was a C-section. They okay. delivered a C-section, uh, and she also had a C-section with her daughter, apparently. They had a two-year-old daughter as well, too. But how could they not know that it was going to be a larger baby? Like they th- well, I guess they thought the baby was going to be around 10 pounds. Because huh. the daughter, apparently, was 10 pounds. Yeah, and that's, but... that's a relatively big baby, right? Yeah. But I don't know. I guess they didn't think the baby was going to be that big. And they feel like there's uh, uh, an epidemic, maybe, of bigger babies. It's oh. becoming a much more common thing of moms are double digits. Well, I don't know. I mean, what what constitutes a bigger baby? Like, I mean, just because you might be a bigger woman, that doesn't necessarily no. mean that you're going to have a bigger baby, right? I don't think so. And you can be a smaller woman who's like going to rip out a twelve pound baby or whatever. My sister, like my nephew, was he was that large, but he was over ten pounds, I think. Really buzzy. And she's yeah, and she's huh. tiny. She's what five sure. three or something. Yeah. Uh, my, my, I think my first one was like six pounds, four ounces. Yeah. So it was a little bit of a range, but yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm sure some of it has to do with eating, like how you eat. I guess. I don't know. But I'm sure genetics too can play a role. Sure. Yeah. Strange. But if there's an epidemic or if they're seeing an increase in that, I think it would have to do more with diet. No idea. Hormones. Hormones. Yeah, hormones uh, pumped into like beef and chicken and whatever. You think that is a growth hormones? Yeah. Growth hormones. Yeah. Because that makes people get fat. Well, I mean, you're putting all these chemicals and everything else into your body. Why not? Mm. I just think people don't eat well. Maybe I'm trying to do better with my eating habits, Jamie. Trying to do better. I haven't had any soda yet this year. That's pretty good. Three days. Yeah. Well, because you None don't of have it available. It's pop. I've been. I've had. Uh, I've only. I had one beer. <laughs> I had one beer New Year's Day. You didn't have any Dr. Cola. I didn't have no Dr. Cola. <laughs> what? Where did you get that at? Dr. Cola. I got that at uh, that uh, family fair, or whatever. Oh. We to. Dr. Cola. It's like the family fair brand That's of right. Dr. Pepper. That cola went to school. <laughs> got its doctorate degree. That's funny. In literature, and now it's Dr. Cola. <laughs> so that's it, Jamie. We're done. We're done. Okay. I don't know why anyone listens to this podcast. People uh, kind of indicated they don't necessarily want me to, to go to five days a week. I saw the one comment. Like I, 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 I had numerous messages, and my wow. numerous, I mean in the ones, uh, <laughs> telling me that it may not be a good idea. And uh, my thought process to that is, eh, whatever, it doesn't matter. Again, like I said, it's I'm not getting paid or anything by that. And some people are like, well, what would you talk about? And I mean, like, well, we could talk about like what we just did. Everything that we just mm-hmm, talked about mm-hmm. is shit that just happened recently or today. Mm-hmm. So it isn't like the experiences that you and I have, like with the, the, all the Adventure Saturday or right. whatever. I mean, right. that clearly can still happen on weekends. But right. I don't think it would be too difficult to continue to do this. I have an hour a day of just bullshitting about mm-hmm. whatever's going on. Yeah, probably not. People can fucking choose to listen or not. Right, right. And will that affect me? And what I do? Clearly not. Clearly not, right? <laughs> Go buy yourself a butt plug today, everybody. Go buy yourself a butt plug. And if you are interested in the Hug Your Ween stickers, yep. two for five dollars. Get at me. Dollars. 
Two for five dollars. Get at me on the Elemental Podcast page or my own facial. Or one dollar holler. Wait, what is that? So here, here's the thing, Janie. When I'm talking, <laughs> uh, that's when you don't talk. And then when you talk, that's when I don't talk. Oh, but it doesn't work that way. It works that way when you follow the fucking rules. What are we good for? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so anyway, thank you very much for listening. Go listen to this on SoundCloud, CastBox, iTunes. And uh, tell everyone about it. If you could, go like the fan page as well. There's the six-member mafia with two X's. There is the subreddit, which I have not looked at in weeks. But if you're on the Reddit, there you go. If you got any questions or anything you want me to talk about, get at me and I will try to do that. I do appreciate all of you listening. I appreciate everybody who's bought stickers. Stickers? And we'll see you on, uh, and come out to see me uh, win a pizza eating contest. That's you should do, uh, sorry. D. Piazza's Pizza <laughs> over there on Leonard, 1358 Leonard Northwest, Sunday at 5 o'clock p.m. I'm going to win 350 bucks. Someone said I should take that money to buy the camper. I said that. Someone else said that, too. I said it first. You might have said that, but I someone said else said it. Well, that might be, but someone else said that that's what I should do. They so. copied me. I don't. Uh, I don't think I should buy that camper. Someone's like it'd be a money pit, probably. Yeah, you. That would. I can't believe you had that idea. I just like the idea of it. So, all right, that's it. We're done, like right? Win a bite bagel. We're done, right? Um, I was gonna say you should do butt plugs that say "Hug Your Ween." <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs>